0: Welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 46, Episode 15 of SNL with host Maya Rudolph and musical guest Jack Harlow. I'm Katherine Coleman, and I'm joined this week by John Murray as well as our special guest, Diana Jebbia. You can follow Diana on Instagram at Diana Jebbia. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can do so at SNLpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion, and if you'd like to watch our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively on Patreon and Subscribestar SNLpodcast. It's our supporters who make this show possible, and we are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. Alright, here we go. Woo! So we had a bit of a hiatus, but we're back with Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph's back. We got a lot going on. I'm really excited to jump into this episode, but we got a lot of stuff to cover first. And the first thing on that list is to introduce our guest, and she's a friend of John's. So, John, I'm going to let you take it over from here.
1: Yeah, we are joined this evening by the illustrious reality TV (laughs) blogger and host, Diana Jebbia, uh, LA-based personality extraordinaire. Say hello, Diana.
2: (laughs) Hello. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited because, like, I listened to you. So now it's like, I'm in on the after party. (laughs)
1: Good. Yeah. There's nothing like being invited to the after party. Um, I hope we don't disappoint, but before we jump in, we're, uh, we're quickly establishing a little tradition when we bring on a first time guest. Um, Mm. we basically need to grill you, make sure that you got SNL cred and figure out what it is that gives you the right to critique this comedy institution. So, uh, let's just, let's just start at the beginning of your SNL origin story. When did you start watching? Why do you love the show?
2: Sure. So that's such a loaded question. Like what makes me like, why should I critique? But um, (laughs) I'm actually I'm originally from Staten Island. Don't know if you ever heard of it. Um, But like growing up, I feel like SNL was just always around me because being from New York Um, and I wasn't big into it. Like I wasn't like I had to see every episode every weekend like I do now back then. But um, I'd be like when I would sleep over my goddaughters like Saturday into Sunday, your parents <laughs> would have it on in the morning and we'd all watch together. Those were like Seth Meyers, Tina Fey, like all that stuff. And then my parents growing up, it was always like Gilda Radner. My mom would be like, you have to watch Roseanne, Rosanna and Dana. Um, <laughs> so it's just always been part of my life. And then when during quarantine of all things, I just ran out of things to binge watch. And I'm like, <laughs> you like SNL. Like, why don't you catch up? So I started watching backwards, which is, I don't know if I would recommend that, but it's, it works.
0: (laughs) When you say backwards, you mean from current headed to 1970s or from 1970s? Yes. So it would be
2: like that well at the time i think it was like what october when i started so it was like that week's episode then catch up on 46 gotcha. then 40 yeah so it was just really weird especially when you know what's going on with the cast members lives and it's like to see it all go backwards it's like woo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I, I don't i don't know if i can endorse that that particular mode of, of catching up on the show but hey if it works for you fantastic uh all right so um we've sort of established your cred um before we jump into the show proper, though, Catherine, why don't we uh, run through the latest uh, run of host announcements?
0: Yeah, we got we got a couple of those for the next two weeks. So on April third, we're gonna have Daniel Kaluuya with musical guest Saint Vincent, and then April tenth, Carrie Mulligan with musical guest Kid Cudi.
2: So excited for Cudi! Yeah, like uh, he's got a connection with Pete Davidson. So like, if Pete's around, that's gonna be fire.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, I have uh, no idea who Daniel Kaluuya is, um, but I know who Carrie Mulligan is. Uh, I, I had a very awkward non-encounter with her in the West Village a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, that, is, that is the most insight I can offer on any of these hosts. Um, but here's the thing. We got a little uh, show-related news because uh, I won't actually be discussing any of these with you, Catherine. You'll be having on, I'm assuming, Steve and probably a few uh, more, maybe new friends to the show and probably a few that we've seen over the last couple of months. Uh, this is actually going to be my last recording for season 46. I'm still going to be producing the show behind the scenes and working with you and uh, you know, I'll be on social media. Like I haven't disappeared or anything, and I'm actually <laughs> going to be producing some vintage casts to fill in gaps in our rundown and uh, also, you know, give us some content for the summer. So I'm still involved, but I'm going to be doing some traveling. Uh, I'm doing some podcast producing on other shows. Now I have four other shows that, um, I'm consulting on and collaborating on. So I'm just spread a little thin. And, uh, if I'm traveling, I never know if I'm going to have a good enough internet connection to really be able to participate. So it just seems like now is a, a great time to jump out on a show with uh, an alum host that I know and want to talk about. And then uh, all these other people that uh, I don't know from Adam, you youngins, you guys can <laughs> yeah. chat about that. Um, so that's what we're looking at for the rest of the season. Uh, but the show isn't going anywhere. And uh, you'll be lining up whoever you think is a good fit for those shows. And then into the May run as well. Uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing some new faces. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've got on that. But before I let anyone else talk, we have two patrons that I also want to thank. So, uh, Michael Riccardi has joined us from Philly PA and also Anna Rose from Austin, Texas. So uh, our patrons, they are appreciated and loved. And we thank everyone that uh, takes the time and the effort to support us in whatever capacity they can. And uh, we just really appreciate the support and that's what makes the show possible. And so we always love to be able to give them a shout out. And with that said, Catherine, why don't you uh, get us into, into tonight's episode
0: for the cold open. MTV's newest spring break show: Snatched, waxed, or vaxed. So, Diana, you're in the hot seat. What'd you think All about right. the cold open?
2: It reminded me there's a meme going around where it's like summer 2021 in the club. It's like, hey, girl, Pfizer or Moderna. And that's like (laughs) literally what it reminded me of until absolutely nobody was vaxxed. And like that was the whole joke because it was Miami. But there were so many good things about this sketch. Like this is what I love about SNL. You have the main sketch, which is obviously a play on COVID and people just ignoring the guidelines, but they snuck in like spirit airlines and then AstraZeneca. Right. Like I thought it was so great. And like, I've been to Miami before. So I like picked up on the Versace murder steps. Like I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, Maya absolutely killed it for her to go from the cold open and like, give us the energy she gave to have to go do the monologue, like props to you, girlfriend. Like I, Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought this was super fun. It was it was light. It was, you know, no heavy political stuff going on. Really, mm. um, I thought it was the perfect amount of people just being moronic and that level of commentary about there's all these things in place to control crowds, but of course the crazy Floridians think they're like perks. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a really <laughs> fun take to have on that. But what really stood out were the performances in this one. Uh, Maya, of course, came to win. I thought Chloe's performance of me. May- Death was really funny. <laughs> yes. uh, and yeah, so I, right, I think the performances are really what put it over the top. And this was a win for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. John, what'd you think? Yeah. So if the internet is to believed, they threw this in as the cold open as a switch up between dress and live, because it was originally going to be the Kamala Harris um, Seder thing, which makes it was going to be the cold open. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you see how both of these play and the energy levels and the fact that they both had Maya in them anyways, they were already banking on Maya being able to carry a cold open. And then, you know, like you said, Diana transitioned right into the monologue without losing a beat. Um, so it put more options on the table if they wanted to switch it up and try and find something more fun for the cold open. And I think honestly it was necessary. I think Mm, if they opened up with Mm. Kamala at a podium and then tried to mix it up with what was very sprawling in that other sketch, uh, I think it would have been tepid and and would have hurt the show. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think this was a savvy move to put this up front and you guys are right. Just the, the The extreme personalities on display and how well the cast captured them that's that's what 's working here and so um yeah this this was a lot of fun and uh i don't I don't have anything great to say about it that you guys haven't already covered, so i won't dwell on it, but just this was the energy that you want and mm-hmm. when it came up before I had any insight on the the reshuffling, I thought, oh great, they're continuing this trend of let's not go overtly political for the cold open let's mm-hmm. just find some social commentary or or some news item that is a little bit more removed from the podium. And uh, so right out of the gate, I was awarding it marks for, for continuing that trend. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, then it just became this, this goofy disaster, which was (laughs) a joy to watch.
0: Yeah. I, uh, not to, not to spoil my take too much of the other one, but I'm very, very Mm. glad that they switched
1: it up. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. The energy would have been just. (laughs) woof. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was a smart call. Glad they did it.
0: Fair enough. Up next, we have the would-be cold open.
2: A Kamala Harris Unity Seder.
0: So, Diana, uh, how'd you like this one? What one?
2: So, this is also one of the ones where I'm like, I felt like I needed more from it. But, like, I stan Kamala Harris, California girl. Um, and I love her and Doug. Like, every I, we all need a man like that. Martin Short was great. <laughs> um, and... It's the performances were good, like 80 as Ted Cruz, like that's what we need for 2021. Like she absolutely nails it every single time. But I just felt like, I don't know, I just it, it felt like, all right, they knock on the door, they come in, they're like. Insensitive to the fact it's Passover. Okay. um And then I actually might have an unpopular take. I'm not loving Alex's Joe Biden. Like, it's just, mm. he's not doing it for me. I, there was some special spark from Jim Carrey that I absolutely loved and I can't put my finger on it. And listen, I'm an Alex fan. I love him, but it's just, I feel like it's missing something there.
0: Okay. This is only the second time we've seen it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you know, maybe he did the
1: tumble for the first yeah, time. A yeah. little,
0: little time to warm into it might help for sure. Yeah, I uh, this, I'm sorry, it was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: call it like you see I, it.
0: Like I said, I'm really glad it wasn't the cold open, because that would not have led me into the episode feeling great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's all the things that we've complained about the cold opens forever. Uh. It's sprawling. It's just someone enters stage right. They say two lines. They enter. They exit stage left. You know, they just come in. They come out. They have their. There's there's not a lot of commentary in it. There's not a really solid game. It's just not. It's not fun for me. I know people who who love these, so it's working for somebody. Um, But (laughs) I thought it was a weird take on Doug. Um, (laughs) I don't get those crazy vibes from Doug, so that kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, But to focus on the positive for a minute, I do think they had a few things working here. First of all, I love every time Kamala says Biden. Uh, I just think that's really funny. <laughs> J'Biden. Um, <Yeah. laughs> I think Ted Cruz absolutely would come in with bread. Cause he's an idiot. And then uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene coming in through yes. the a Very good beat. So it, it had a few things working for it, but overall uh, it wasn't for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Maya does a good Kamala. So mm-hmm. we knew this was inevitable,
0: right.
1: <laughs> but, and I like yeah, Maya's Kamala. They're,
0: they're just, yes. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. But I, I'd rather them like throw her in a, Q- a QVC commercial or something right. like there, there's, there's ways to take a political character and just yeah Absolutely. do something inspired, <laughs> mix it up, give them a wacky setting, do something to, to generate better comedy than like you said, the, the parade of political caricatures. Um, yeah. And, Darn it all. If, if you got Martin Short in the studio, put him to better use. Like, there's just, I, I, felt like there was just a lot of things that, uh, a lot of pieces in this that I think should have been put to better mm-hmm. use. So I didn't get a whole lot from it. I, uh, at the end of it, I was scratching my head going, Oh, jeez, that was a, a big miss. Mm-hmm. So, um, if, if we're doing the roller coaster, they, they keep getting these bass hits that are just keeping me invested in the show. And then it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh this this was not uh yeah this was not a highlight of the show i totally get why they pushed this back i wish they'd maybe scrapped it all together but they came up short on the good nights she had a lot of time to mm-hmm. chat there on the podium at the end so or on the uh home base at the end so uh i guess it was inevitable yeah. they needed they you can't you, have her you build an it. eight minute sketch yeah. you know you got a big hole in the show if you ditch it so uh it is what it is i didn't need it
0: <laughs> i feel that very good all right well our ten to one SNL meets The Shining as Maya walks down memory lane with cameos from Tina Fey and Rachel Dratch. Uh, Diana, how'd you feel about it?
2: This is what the whole show should have been like. <laughs> it should have been this. This is what I was waiting for. The cameos, the little like humor here and there where she threw the shade at Kevin Spacey. Like This is what we've all been wanting the whole night. And then I also like that it did do a full circle. Cause she started the monologue with like the breakfast club and now it's a play right. on the shining. So I thought that was really neat, but I'm just, ah, uh, I wish this was the whole damn episode. It was so good. It was so funny. We saw Tina Fey, Kristen Wiig, who I love. Um, Gilly was back. Like I just, yeah. And Rachel Dratch in the bathtub, like she did not have to show us her chest and she did. And we say, thank you. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Th- this was super fun. Yeah, this, this is here for us nerds, right? We mm-hmm. love to see the cinematic universe and this eerie twist on it, you know. Uh, a lot of fun. I loved the gag of her walking down saying, oh, what could have been, and then gets to Kevin Spacey and just keeps going. Yeah. Um, that's that's really fun. I loved the little insider joke about the SNL cook just takes chips and puts them in a bowl for like the table yeah. read. That's great. <laughs> just a lot of fun here. Rachel Dratch is is just kooky enough that maybe she would come take a bath there. You know, she's not mm-hmm. a ghost. Uh, there, there was a lot of fun to be had here and it was expertly directed. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that is a huge win. Um, I think it was Paul Berganti. Um, and he's been really mm-hmm. knocking things out of the park this season. I mean, I think all of my favorite pre have been directed by him. So, um, he nailed the, the Kubrick aspect of it and that's not mm-hmm. easy. So big props there. John, was this what you were looking for all night?
1: Yeah, I, I think you, you go to one of the SNL unit directors and say, we want to, we want to take a run at Kubrick. They're going to, you know, they're, they're going to know the territory. Mm. They're going to know what they want to accomplish with it. Um, I love how high mm-hmm. they can shoot with these, uh, you know, just blood coming out of the elevator kind of stuff. Um, it's like mine. that's, I know yeah. that it, it's, <laughs> well, sure. It's, it's it's getting easier every year to do those kind of things but okay. it still amazes me how quickly mm-hmm. they can turn out those kind of production values. So, um a lot to to like here anytime Tina Fey's on screen, I it's an automatic win. Um it's her sketch to lose at that point. Um I like the idea of a like ghostly character from the show's past um sort of walking <laughs> Maya through this yeah. bizarre reality. Um, I like mashing your hands into Rachel Dratch's <laughs> face to confirm that she's not a ghost. Like this had a lot of really really fun ideas in it, and uh I just I like seeing the old mm-hmm. team back together. Yeah. And I, I you know that so even even if this hung as much on Stanley Kubrick shining mm-hmm. goofs as anything really really smart in what they're saying, it still just had the right. the atmosphere, the production quality, and the cameos that are all yeah. warming my heart. So. Uh, there's there's no way this yeah. couldn't have been. Yeah, we'd love
0: to see a cameo with the alumni hosting for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I'd, I would like to just touch on again because you started to speak to it a little bit. The the production of this isn't easy. Like there's uh, a few of their editors, the um McElroy brothers, McElroy. I don't know how to say it. Uh They frequently post time lapses of the edits and. All the time they're rendering these things at eleven forty five and it goes on air at eleven fifty. Right. Like it's it's wow. it's wild yeah. that they managed to accomplish these mm-hmm. things. They you know, they're shooting them Friday, they're adding all these special effects in. It's wild. And like I actually I forgot to mention it in the the Boomer Vax sketch, you know, when Keenan's talking about his houses in the Hulu version, there's some graphics that pop up of the houses, and I'm pretty sure those weren't there in the live show. Oh, that's uh-huh. cool. So they, yeah, so the, they they then fix things after the fact, and you know it's yeah. it is a grueling schedule. So that you know you have people coming in Friday night. They start edit. They edit through the show Saturday. They stay there. They fix it for the upload. It, it's crazy, and it's uh, a huge dedication and huge talent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm,
2: yeah. I gotta check that out now.
0: Yep. All right. Well, on that note, let's talk about our overall ratings and thoughts on this episode. So, Diana, what was your moment of the night?
2: My moment of the night was when um, Maya, like, smashed Rachel's face because that mm-hmm. was literally in the Maya-ing because, God, she's, like, in the bathtub, she's naked, and then she's just getting a hand in her face, like, props to her. And we, <laughs> you know, we as the viewer didn't know what to expect in that moment. We're like, oh, is she a ghost? Like, everyone else seems, like, spooky and is a ghost. But, right. nope, it was Rachel Dratch, and, like, <laughs> we love to see it.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Sure. Yeah, I think my mom, My moment's going to go to Edith Pussy reappearing. Yeah, uh, was, she, I thought that that was such a funny name when she first appeared in the name change sketch. Never did I expect her to reappear. Mm. And here she is with a really good verse of that song. Uh, so that was a big moment for me. John, what was yours?
1: During Weekend Update, right at the end of their gun control run, um, they cut to Michael Che and he says something along the lines of,
2: I don't know what you're talking about. I just
1: bought a gun last summer when all those white kids started talking about getting rid of the police. President <laughs> Biden. <laughs> there was something about how like under his breath and casual that yeah. delivery was that was so like sincere, but perfect for that type of joke. Like he just sold that so mm-hmm. well. And it's I think it's been a while since they've had an audience that was on their side enough for him to get those kind yeah. of jokes over. So a lot of times he'll do it he thinks he's got it over. The audience doesn't react and he just Mm kind of like, whatever you guys suck. (laughs) Um, so I just, I, I like that. I like that he landed that one. He was proud of himself. He got it over. It got the laugh and it's, you know, it's a pretty strong joke and it's right in the vein of that Michael Che personality. "Mm -hmm." You know, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a jerk who's in it for Mm -hmm. myself. Right. So like undercutting the whole thesis of Colin Joe's run there. So, um, I liked it. I just thought that was good writing, good delivery, and uh, ready for Che to get a win on one of his cousin jokes.
0: <laughs> Very good. Uh, Diana, what's your best sketch?
2: Yeah, definitely the Maya-ing because I feel like that was the most well done of them all. It was the best produced. It's the cameos. It's, it was a home run. It's what we had wanted to see the whole night like we discussed before, and they managed to just get it in the last few minutes, but yeah, I wasn't left wanting more like the other episodes. I, I thought it was just enough and and a bunch of great things packed in there.
0: Yeah. That that was a definitely a very good way to end the night in a really yeah. strong sketch. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, and this is maybe a little bit antithetical to what I ultimately said about it, but I'm gonna go with the boomer vaccination sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, was it the the best music video of the season, no, but I thought it was a really strong one. Had something to say, it was funny. I I love I love it when they dress as old people and I love it uh, when the whole cast is in a sketch together so you have all of them in that room dancing. I feel like that that's a fun energy. Yeah. And yeah, I thought a lot of those rhymes were really, really good so some top-notch rap writing there that uh, you don't always expect to be in the wheelhouse of sketch comedy writers so that's it. John?
1: I'm gonna be a little antithetical to what I said earlier but I think I'm gonna go with Asian cast member mm. Bowen Yang discusses Uh, Resources to support the AAPI. Um, I think that there's a lot more people that this will land hard for Mm -hmm. than would be challenged by it. Um, Because I think there was a lot of people waiting to hear something, Mm -hmm. particularly from Bowen on this. And... I think even if it was challenging for some people that are maybe a little more removed from the situation that they're just not immediately super duper passionate for the cause. And just like, I just wanted to hear whatever you're saying I'm on board with. This is, this is just what I needed. Like if you don't have that immediate reaction to it and you're just all in no matter what um, and you take a little more casually, then, you know, maybe it's a bit more hard Mm -hmm. to, to find the the fun in it. But I think there's a lot more people that are in that first camp of, I just wanted this on Mm -hmm. the show. So thank you. Um, So I think.
0: Yeah, I definitely knew at some point in the show we were going to hear from Bowen. Absolutely. And I'm I'm glad we did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think there there was definitely value in it, making it onto Mm -hmm. the show. And even though, again, I'm just, I'm not the target for this personally. I can respect that Bowen navigated those waters about as well as you could. You know, structural changes notwithstanding, he found some really good things to try and turn into a joke and his delivery is always so sharp like he he knows his persona and he knows how to take these jokes and make them his and deliver them in his patented bow and yang style so like there was still a, a whole lot of just his prowess on display and because it's such a charged topic and because emotions are going to run high and mo- emotions were even running high from him i don't think that it needed to be an unqualified win for absolutely everyone tuning in for this to still be Mm -hmm. strong and necessary and a good showing from Mm -hmm. Bowen. And again, proving his value on the show besides just filling a demographic Mm -hmm. need. He is a very strong person at the desk and I've never seen him misfire. And tonight was no different.
0: Yeah. He's a very, very charismatic guy that you just, I feel like everyone, you just want to root for him as soon as you see him. Yeah. 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 So John for MVP, are you going to surprise us or is it who we think it's going to be?
1: Jeez. Well, yeah, no, this was not a show that had a lot of standouts (laughs) for me. Um, I am going to go with Bowen. I I think that they gave him a weighty job Mm -hmm. to do this week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, it's really hard to, to critique what he, what he presented. I think there's a lot of people that it probably really, really, really worked for really well. And, uh, obviously it was something that had a lot of him in it. And I think that's certainly worth an MVP nod. Yep.
0: And we'll do a little shout out. Uh, Celestium helped him with it.
1: Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. They're in their
0: first season, I think. And, um, has gotten, you know, some good stuff going on and, uh, helped bone with this and was really good. I'm going to give my MVP to Maya. Um, <laughs> she was, she was everywhere. She was delivering knockout, strong performances in every single thing. Um, I thought, you know, obviously she's a great host. She's a great Mm -hmm. performer. And, you know, I didn't feel like there was anything that she phoned in at all. You know, and I imagine that would be easy to do when you're you've done it a long time. You've been in a a bunch of cold opens this season and, you know, you got a whole show to get through. But she was giving it it all right from the top to the bottom. So uh, it goes to Maya. Diana, who's your MVP?
2: I'm going to go with Keenan. I think every sketch he was in, he really fully committed. Um, you know, even though the hot ones wasn't my favorite sketch, like the Michelangelo, like. <laughs> Love it. It was two <laughs> seconds and he stole my whole heart for that one. Um, I, growing up, I loved all that. So I think watching him on SNL, sure. it brings me back to like Ishboo and the chocolate right. chef, um, <laughs> cooking with her and Mandy and Pierre S. Cargo. Pierre like, S. Cargo. Yes. Favorite, yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> so I see a lot of that in him, especially when he did, um, what, what the heck was his name? Richard, uh, her quest. When he did that choreographer, mm-hmm. like I saw a lot of that in him. So, I'm going to give it to him. He goes all out, he commits. We love Keaton. All right.
0: Very good. That's fair.
2: <laughs> now the big one. On a scale of classic,
0: great, decent, weak, or train wreck, Diana, how would you rate this episode? Uh,
2: um I yeah, I don't want to say weak because I love Maya and I think that <laughs> closing Saved it, so I'm gonna give it a decent just because of that that closer.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I think this is a solid great. Uh really. Huh. Really? I
2: <laughs> there was
0: uh the, the the Kamala sketch didn't work for me really at all. Sydney Powell was just okay. Ooh. Uh choreographer and Barfly were a little bit more middle of the road, but everything else was was pretty much hitting for me. And I thought weekend update was really strong. Um so I had a, I had a lot of energy throughout the whole show. Um and I, I really had a good time with it. I thought I thought they had some strong stuff. They came out with some great production values for sure again. And yeah, I had a had a great time with this. So John, I'm well, I'm sure I'm, you are not you going did. to give it a great.
1: <laughs> no. I don't think this one quite got over the line into decent. I'm landing on weak. Ooh. I don't think I don't think it was a, a terrible show. This we're not near train wreck territory, but Maya Rudolph, I think you pull out all the stops and I think they knew they had her coming in for a while and they just came off a hiatus and I feel like there was a better show that they could have offered her. Yeah. And I think we had a couple real clunkers in this one and a whole lot that just, you know, were barely wins. And then you're right. Solid weekend update, solid cold open and just a big sag right in the, and a solid closer and then a whole lot of sagging in between. <laughs> and if I just go back and just mentally gauge my laugh meter for the show, I just, I, I just never quite got into it, like got on board and like was, was, it wasn't getting good laughs out of me this week. So yeah, for me personally, yeah, this is definitely the first week of the season.
0: All right. Well, I'm sorry. because I, I know to be how on my last episode to of the it. season. <laughs>
1: I was when, and again, yeah. It's it's expectation because mm-hmm. I love Maya, and I know I know what she can do. But right, SML. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's highs, there's lows.
0: Comedy's subjective, so it hits for some, it misses for others. But they 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 give us something, and that's uh, no easy feat. So very true. That's that. All right. Well, before we go, I want to mention real quick. I just put a new video up, a new sketch. It's called the Vacuum King. Uh Ooh. it's really, really, really stupid and I really, really it's not. love it. It's
1: it's delightful. It's <laughs> it's the best one that I think you've done personally. Oh. Oh. I, maybe wow. maybe okay, so maybe it's because my kids have had the Lion King on a loop for like the last month on <laughs> Disney Plus. It could be that, or it could be that I loved the Lion King when I was a kid, so I, I still know every musical cue from that movie. Right. But to do a shot for shot recreation of the the most emotional moment in that movie using mm-hmm. nothing but a Roomba, a Dustbuster, <laughs> and a vacuum. I think that's inspired and I can wholeheartedly tell people to go watch it.
0: Wow. All right. Well, you heard it here first folks (laughs) up on my YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever I am going to slap that
2: subscribe button. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. And
0: then also my sketch team has a show this Wednesday night on twitch.tv slash lit comedy, L I T comedy, we recently entered the Austin sketch festival. So Dave Buckman, I know you're listening. Um, put <laughs> us in the show.
1: Uh, he does. Yeah. He does have some pull over there. So <laughs> I, does. so I hear, um, yeah, no, we should, we should definitely uh, call in some favors. Dave Buckman, if you ever want to come back and talk vintage SNL again, you you know what you got to do, right? There's, or there's current a SNL. Quid, quid, quid pro quo going on here. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I, uh, hopefully it at least makes it into a, a stack that he gets to weigh in on. Um, that would be nice. That's very cool. I, I hope you get through cause that's a, a fun festival yeah. to participate in. Yeah. Even, even though it's virtual and you won't be heading down to Austin, uh, that would be a very, very fun to be involved in his show.
0: Absolutely. And Diana, thank you so much for joining us. I thought this was so much fun. You have great yes. energy oh, and you did not us. disappoint.
1: I enjoyed your thank takes.
0: You. <laughs> Tell us um, where we can find your blog
2: and your, your hosting stuff. Sure. So check out my Instagram. It's Diana Jebia G-E-B-B-I-A. Um, and then my website is dianajebia.com. I do fun reality TV recaps, go. memes, polls. Yeah. Thank you guys. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. No, it was, you were it was fun having you up.
2: Yeah. It was so nice.
0: <laughs> Very All good. right. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks to Diana Jebbia and John Murray. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Carissa Eubank, Grace Cogan, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow, and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back next week when SNL returns with host Daniel Kaluuya and musical guest St. Vincent. But until then, this has been episode number 132 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Katherine Coleman. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it.